shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Andrew. Yes, Connor. When you were a kid, you were playing with like your action figures and that from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Did you ever like put yourself into the character you were playing? Like you know, if you're playing with the, you know the Luke action figure, you were Luke. Or you know, if you were playing with the Han one, you were Han or whatever. You know, if you're playing as a Gong Troy, whatever you want to play as. You know, <laughs> were you that character, or were you? I don't know how to say it's kind of the creator of the universe. Like, what, what was your place in it? Well, I mean, I think it kind of depended. Yeah. I mean, there are certain characters, my favorite characters, maybe I wanted to kind of be them or, you know, impersonate them in some way, such as like a Boba Fett. Of course. But like, if it was like somebody like Han, who like, I'm like, I'm not cool enough to be Han, (laughs) then I just wanted to be the creator of their story. You say you're not cool enough to be Han as you're wearing a Han Solo shirt. So what? I know. I'm just saying. You're cool, buddy. I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm the same way. I think like when you're doing that, I mean, whatever you're playing, regardless, I think like, you know, you kind of are the master hand at work, so to speak, you know, to bring like a Smash Brothers reference in here. It's because I was playing that when you arrived. I know. There's a lot of topical (laughs) stuff today. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, in any other case, Uta Puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars. All things Star Wars. Wars and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. Especially building your own Star Wars universe. I know. It's, it's a hot topic today. We got a lot of news to cover today. It's a big Star Wars news day. It's been like a big couple of weeks, honestly. Yes. But the biggest news, I think, right off the bat is that we're probably not going to be talking any Galaxy's Edge today. No, not today. Not today. <laughs> well, I mean, so far we've been doing good. I think the last four or five episodes we've done, yes. it's been one thing or another about Galaxy's Edge. Yes. So. Get excited, because we got more stuff to talk about other than a theme park. So, let's start it off with what we were just talking about before, being the creator of your own universe, you know, smashing your action figures together and making the sounds and all this kind of stuff. Benioff and Weiss, yep. from Game of Thrones fame, yep. uh, they've actually been announced to have their own, uh, you know, their own trilogy. And we've known yes. about this for a while. Yeah, we've known they were going to do a trilogy, but now there is some strong rumors from some fairly reliable sources that are suggesting that their story could be set in the old republic Ooh, kotar yes oh that see that now that's that's where it gets exciting and this is actually kind of what we've been kind of predicting really yeah i want to be like oh look how smart i was i was talking (laughs) about this uh last episode and then two days later i think that rumor really started to pick up seriously um i but i really can't take take that kind of credit for it um if you if you do i won't tell (laughs) fair enough but no i I mean it's exciting to think that we you know we were honestly just you know spitballing when we brought it up when you brought it up i brought it up or whatever because it just made sense i mean many off of ways they've done a great thing with game of thrones game of thrones itself is ending this year yes and uh you know i know that there's supposed to be like a you know a prequel series that they're making or something like that i don't know how involved they'll be with that Yeah, I'm, i'm not really sure i think they might just be kind of executive producing kind of like you know, this is our universe, our yeah. TV universe. It's obviously George R. R. Martin's, like, actual universe. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they can, they're allowing the people that are actually going to develop it to kind of play in that universe, but they're just kind of in the background. No, that's true. I mean, well, so I guess what I'm getting at when when it comes to this is just, what's it going to be about? 
That's what an you, excellent question. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, you're more of the, you know, front runner on, you know, Old Republic lore, basically, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you've played the game. You've yes. read, I mean, most of the books, I think. Yeah. Or not all. I don't know which ones you've read or not. Yeah. I've read the books, but I'm not like a aficionado. Right. I mean, mostly, I would honestly say I, I'm more just into the the games. And, yeah. Etc. I mean, I have read, I mean, I've read Revan, but, and I think I've read maybe a one of the other ones but i don't even remember their names yeah like it's i said kinda, yeah but no all i'm getting at is just that it's um it's exciting to think that like they there's a lot of potential to work with yes. and you know we've been saying before that you know with the old republic and everything like that like there's just so much that they can tell and they can they can mold around they can mold a story out of almost nothing because i mean there's there's not a lot really known Right. There's a lot of core stories and core, you know, characters that you follow within the old Republic lore. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, that time period is just not explored. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, certainly the, the kind of big story of like the Mandalorian war. Right. Uh, followed by Revan's conquest. Ooh. Followed by his redemption. His redemption. And then which he... leads to like the Sith war. Yes. And that. Um, I mean, you know, those types of stories might carry over. Well, yeah. So that, I mean, that's just it. Cause I, I mean, I think when it comes to how these, you know, the, the movies themselves work right now, mm-hmm. you know, there's a core, there's a core element of, you know, there's obvious good guys and bad guys. Yeah. And with the old Republic, there's just a lot of leeway. Yes. There's a lot of people who could be the bad guys. So right. you're saying already, you know, there's the Mandalorian Wars and then there's like, there's the Sith Wars that come soon after that. Uh-huh. And, you know, whereas we had Darth Vader's, as a singularity, yeah. we're talking about an entire, you know, league of people. Yeah. Essentially a, a planet full of Sith. Yeah. A bunch of people like Darth Vader, in other words, but yeah. like, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of crazy to think that like, that's, that's the kind of, you know, that's, that's the kind of story that they can tell. Yeah. It's just, it, if, it is a army of yeah. red bladed, you know, dark <laughs> Jedi, if you will. Right. And if you get into kind of the, like the actual the old republic game uh, mm-hmm. the mmorpg yeah uh, that they did uh, i mean one of the kind of interesting components of that and and i kind of touched on this the last time we were together about the kind of moral complexities and gray areas is you know that story kind of unfolds in a way that basically actually does pit the jedi and sith working together in a lot of instances yep um you know in order to take down uh you know either the mandalorian threat or like the threat from Emperor Vitiate. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, because he's, he, he's it's eternal just evil. Yeah, yeah he literally <laughs> is an eternal evil kind of super heavy bad guy. <laughs> See, that's also another thing because you you know, you're also used to this emperor, Emperor Palpatine. Right. And you go back and you realize like there was another emperor before Palpatine. Yes. And he was, I mean, if arguably far more successful. Yes. Yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> he might not have a controlled as much of the galaxy as Palpatine did, yeah. but his reign lasted quite, quite uh, what, a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, almost a thousand times longer, I think it is the, the yeah. quote, more or less, but still... Yeah. Just, Maybe 500 times longer. Yeah, but, like, it's just, it's 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 insane to think that they can, you know, work with something like that, and that, I mean, that in himself just adds to the crazy character, you know, not a lot is really even known about Vitiate, you right. know, like, he is a mysterious character, you know how he got his power and all this kind of stuff, but beyond yeah. that, like, that could be something to explore. I right. mean, I brought up before, you know, I'd like to explore, like, Malak, I'd like to explore Revan, yeah. but I also just, you know, it doesn't all have to be just Jedi, Yes. you know, so that's why I'm wondering, like, if they'll introduce some new characters 
that would interact with old characters or just, you know, have some kind of mention, you know? Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I could easily see a, you know, a potential future where that's the path that they go down, but they don't really do like the actual KOTOR story. Yeah. Um, Although they might, but like I could still see certain characters, you know, I think they've learned something when you look at droids like k2so and l337 yeah. it's that good droids go a long way in a movie i mean not that like r2 and c3po aren't also great droids no no we've already I mean, talked they're the, about they're the heroes of the entire skywalker saga exactly yeah we already talked about that it, yeah. it, it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for them yes um but what about like so i mean when you're going towards the droids are you leaning towards i i've never actually come across them in any books or anything like that but is it hk yeah hk 47 hk 47 hk stands for hunter killer yes and he's uh, he's essentially a murder bot yes is that right like he That's... calls everyone meat bags or something like yes. that yes yeah. so tell us a little bit about him would you like to see him as a character absolutely i mean <laughs> i think he would be a huge get for the story just like so much like it basically if you took the charisma of k2so but then just literally deleted any of his like actual like normalizing tendencies Mm -hmm. and just made him a complete psychopath that would be hk that would be hk that's hilarious yeah (laughs) i've like i've read about hks and other books and stuff like that and they just i mean they seem like unstoppable you know murder machines essentially yes so i I, it would be interesting to see that aspect of the you know of the character in the show somewhere right but i mean i don't know otherwise i'm trying to think other characters that i would know i mean there's always like the Grand Master Jedi. I can't think of the 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 female. I can't think of her name. Like Bastila. Yeah, Bast or uh, Satil Shan. Yeah. Yeah, and she was like the Jedi Grand Master, and Bastila was her daughter. I think so. Yeah. There, hmm, or her mom, or, or the other way around. Well, no, because I think so. Bastila and Revan, Revan have a child, but he's a son. Yes. Yeah, and he the son. Turns into like a, a diplomat or something like that. Yes. He's like yeah. he's a senator or something. Yeah, and yeah. he's not force sensitive. Yeah. somehow. <laughs> I don't know, it, it's weird. Yeah, it, that, now I mean now we're getting into you know yeah. first statistics in the Star Wars. It, yeah. It's not going to work out. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, there, there's there's tons of characters to opt to. There's tons of stories to jump to, and I'm sure that there's a lot of fans who would love to see where this could go. Yes. And, you know, with it also being in this timeline, there's also the good possibility that like no one's really going to be upset with how it goes either. Granted, there are, you know, diehard fans that would, you know, not, they would want to see the story told, but they also just don't want to, you know, they don't want to sit through something that's like has absolutely nothing to do with what they know and love. Right. You and, know. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is some sort of me like lashing out at the fan base or anything like <laughs> that. But, you know, I think one of the reasons why I genuinely like generally kind of enjoy the Disney movies mm-hmm. and, you know, the stories that we've gotten and that I'm not super upset about the Star Wars expanded universe is like, I like the stories of the expanded universe yeah, and I like the stories of the new universe, the, Yeah. The new, the new canon. canon. Yeah. And, and to me, it's like the two can coexist. It's just two different ways to kind of appreciate Star Wars. Um, you know, and I kind of feel like the same could be said for a potential like old Republic storyline. That's, you know, whether it feature, you know, squares up on Revan and Malik, or if it goes to a different, you know, just kind of tells a new story. I mean, I did read one description that talked about it being hundreds of years before the events. Mm. So it might not be 
old old republic old old republic but still like old enough to matter in some way yes if that's the case could yoda be in it could yoda be in it or <laughs> plagueis for that matter or plagueis because he'd be well over 100 around palpatine's time you know yeah. as we've said before yes young baby young baby plagueis or even follow like tenebris or something like that yeah but who knows i mean um I do like it. I I want to I want to keep an eye out on this. I want to see what more happens with it, because there as of right now it's nothing but speculation, and that's what we do best really when it comes to this kind of thing. So, oh, we got Callie in here today. If you haven't heard before, she's yes, already making some noise. Yeah, she wants to be heard. I think she's excited for it too, huh? Yes. Yeah. She's a big fan of the Knights of the Old Republic game. You know, I heard she's also a fan of Taika Waititi. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Let's get into our she next. Gets that from her mother. Yeah. <laughs> Our next topic here, um, there is a photo that was going around on John Favreau's Instagram, most notably. At least that's where I saw it first. But it was uh, Taika Waititi in the uh, in the voice, you know, in the sound recording booth. Yes, it looked like he was potentially doing some voiceover for IG88. Yes, uh, and anyone who doesn't know, IG88 makes his first appearance in Star Wars. Uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes. If you if you see the scene where uh, Darth Vader gathers all the bounty hunters on the bridge of the Star Destroyer and tells them, you know, hey, I want this, I want the Millennium Falcon, I want no disintegrations, you know, you guys better do good and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's a just a whole line of just you know scruffy looking nerf herders basically, and one of them stands out and it's just a droid. He's like kind of like a tall cylindrical droid almost. Yes. yes. And uh, that is IG88. Correct. Um, there's not like a lot out there about IG88. I know that there has to be some good like lore here and there, but at the same time, like uh, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know what they could do, or for that matter, I never would have pictured him sounding like Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not mad about that. I think nah. it'll be funny. Well, don't I mean? Because don't uh, the IG88 droids also appear in a Clone Wars? They do. Episode? They work alongside uh, Bane, Cad Bane. Yes. And um, like they. They don't talk. If they talk, they talk in binary. Right. You know, I don't think they have any kind of real, like, digitized voice. Yeah. So, so. It, it'll be interesting to see what, what comes out of this. Yes. Or even for that matter, like, you know, if the if the show comes out and he is indeed doing the voice of IG-88, I know for a fact that someone's going to have to go back and, like, just do Taika Waititi's voice to IG-88 in yeah. that scene <laughs> from yes. Empire Strikes Back. You yes. know, just like, hey, Veda, you know. Something like this and that. I don't know. It just yeah. it's, it's going to be funny. But still, like... But that's just it, though. That Do you think he's going to have the Korg sound? Do you think he's going to sound kind of like the chill New Zealander? <laughs> well, I feel like this has been talked about. We might have even talked about it in a previous episode. That that he's kind of revealed that like he can't really... You know, the, the episode that he's directing, he can't really approach with the same level of humor that, you know, we've come to kind of associate with with Tiger. his work. Yeah, like in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like in Thor Ragnarok or uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Um, but it's also true that, you know, I could see some subtle joking going on. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, I, I think I've talked about it before that, you know, I mean, just some of the... You know, some of the scenes in Last Jedi are obviously fairly humorous. Like, oh, yeah. Clearly played for laughs. Yeah. Um, and and not to mention, like, I mean, look, it would not be a but like it would not be Star Wars if there wasn't like some really weird voice that just doesn't fit with the character speaking in that voice. I can appreciate that. I mean, it, 
Star Wars is just known for having, you know, interesting sounds and voices to begin with. You know, uh, a lot of notable voices are just, you know, they're kind of kooky in their own right. Yeah. You know, but if if it's done right, you know, if it has a seriousness behind it, but it's also, you know, just, you know, it's played for just a little bit of laughs, you're going to have nothing wrong with it. If he approaches it kind of like, um, I can't think of the actor's name, but the, the guy who actually did K2SO's voice. Alan Tudyk. Uh, Alan Tudyk. I was about to say Alan Rickman. That was way off. <laughs> I knew it was Alan something, but still, um, you, you know, approach it with a deadpan yet serious kind of, you yes. know, connotation or vocalization. Right. It, it, I think it would work out really well. Yes. You know, and I, I'd be interested to see like if you know what his what IG88's involvement throughout the show would actually be. But um, you know, do you do you think that he would have done voices for other you know? other characters in the show given the choice i mean probably i mean for all we know he might have just been doing the voice for somebody else and the image that we saw on the screen was ig88 but it was somebody else in the in the scene that he was talking as yeah i mean obviously there is kind of a like new zealand chill accent kind of like connection between uh, you know, between him doing that potentially, and like if we're going back to Django Fett, ooh, uh, you know, who is voiced by Tamora Morrison, Morrison, who yeah. is a New Zealander. That's true. And, and having just kind of watched this movie recently, Attack of the Clones, like I was surprised ooh. that, uh, you know, some of his lines kind of play a little bit more chill than yeah. I would have imagined. Yeah, it's a, a he's he's like remarkably calm for yes. coming into contact with a Jedi. Yeah, you know, and like. He forgets to close his closet or whatever, so like the arbor's just hanging out, and he's like, "Oh," mm, and he tells Bubba, you know, like Boba, whatever the heck he says, yeah, whatever language he says it in, and like just goes over and hides it and all this kind of stuff. But like he does have that chill voice to him, yeah. and I don't know if it, it's just kind of like, mm. I I just can't. It's hard to imagine a, a cheery Django. In other words, like Django's right. chill. But yeah. I can't imagine him funny. No, I but I mean, I think that's still in line with what we're potentially talking about. And like, I would even argue, like, you know, so some of the, some of the Mandalorians that we encounter, like in Rebels, for instance, like, uh, yeah, like Fen Rao is voiced by a guy who's on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like his voice is like it's very like colonial English, like insofar as I mean I don't I I don't know actually where he comes from, but like was Fenral the one who joined the Empire, or was that one of? He's the protector. Yes. Okay. Never mind. I was gonna say because he might like the whole colonial uh, vibe that you're getting. I was gonna say might just be a derivative, like uh, a derivative of the imperial accent, if you will, right? Which is well, apparently British. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, well, Gar Saxon yes. is voiced by, to make another Game of Thrones reference, is uh, voiced by Edmure Tully, Tobias wow. Menzies. Ooh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. They got, right. some, they got some good talent. For, they really, uh, they, yeah, they really did. Like I said, some se- of those roles. season three picked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd, uh, I'm curious to see where everything goes. I'm also just very excited for, you know, celebration to come around i'm hoping that we hear something yeah you know and just i'm just anxious to see how this all plays out because i'm really looking forward to it (laughs) we we haven't talked mandalorian in a little while so no we we haven't it's kind of been quiet but i i imagine we're gonna you know see and hear a lot from that 
We're going to have to look at our approach for uh, celebration. I know. I figure at the very least that might just be a whole episode in itself. Yes. So get yeah. ready for that because I think well, that's later April, right? Yes. Like, I think it's about one month from right now. One month from now. Star Wars Celebration I meant podcast. to look that up before we started. Either way. But either way. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to come in a little while, but still. Um, how about the next topic there, buddy? Sure. You want to start us off with this one? Yeah. So um, I guess, well, so I... I I will start off by saying that some additional news has come out on this story, and it might not be quite what we're thinking. Ah, uh, okay. Well, hit me up. What do you got? But so Lucasfilm Games, which is a brand that we haven't heard of in a very long time. A very is, long time. Is hiring producers and marketing professionals. Like in total, I think, I think they were looking for like six management level positions. Oh, okay. Uh, is what I read. And so now Lucasfilm Games is an old name uh, yeah. that has not been used since 1991. Before the dark it, times. Before the dark times. Before when the company the was <laughs> When the company was renamed <laughs> LucasArts Games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't Which, resist. It's, it's all right. I like that. It's uh, a good joke. Uh, but yeah, so thing. there's some rumors that, or some speculation perhaps, that maybe... Uh, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm are just a little too dissatisfied with the work that they've gotten from EA. Which it's I, I, everybody and a mother, I think, pretty much agrees. Yes. So, but still. Uh, but so now maybe they're looking at going back to an in-house game development. Which would be the most. It would. It would first of all, if they want profits, this is how you get profits. Well, it is because then you. I mean, you get profits, and it actually helps the development team. Because it doesn't eat into their budget or to bit. license the IP. Yeah, or for that matter, I think like, there's also this, like the bit, like the business strategy of it too. Like, all right, so to start off on my end, I, I uh, when I first saw about this, like I always thought about this one like meme that I saw, which was basically like Lucas Arts. Uh, you know, between I want to say like 2001 and like 2014, 15, whenever you know, the rights were sold, you know, and they closed the studio. They released, like, you know, a total of maybe, like, 200 games or something like that. You know, yeah. very very different systems, you know, like right. either on a Game Boy, on your phone, on the PlayStation, what have you. There was just tons of options, you mm -hmm. know. A lot, you know, a lot of good, a lot of bad, all that happy stuff. And then it's it showed, you know, EA with a license between, like, 2014, 2018 or whatever, Two games. Two games. Yeah. Two games. <laughs> and they're the same game. And they're the same game. <laughs> and, like, they just, they really mucked up their, uh, their, like, business strategy and the second time around because of all the loot crates and everything like that. So, right. you know, I mean, they are coming around. Like, I, I actually have picked up, you know, Battlefront 2 recently because I mm -hmm. wanted to try out the heroes. I tried out Anakin. I tried out uh, General Grievous and Obi-Wan mm -hmm. and everybody. So, if this stuff had been in the game at the start. Yeah. I think it would have been a completely different thing. Yeah. You know, the, where the game is now is where it should have been when it started, you right. know? And I, I mean, honestly, a lot of people say that about like No Man's Sky. I've heard Brandon well, on yes. games that I was just going to say that as an example. Yeah. Uh, that that's a game that he talks about a lot. And like, I'm very inclined to want to pick it up. Same here. Like, yeah. I think it sounds like a very fun game. I, I think it's like, like relatively cheap too. If you go yeah. to GameStop or something, but still. It, it might be. But um, that, all I'm getting at is just like the, no Man's Sky was built up to be this most amazing thing, and when it came, it kind of fell flat, and it just did not resonate with anybody. Yeah. But so far, it's been picking up, and I'd like to think that 
you know, Battlefront 2 has been doing the same thing because it, it was a huge, you know, it was a hyped game. Mm-hmm. It came out and it just bad, 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 bad. And I mean, a year plus later, we're yeah. at it now where it has all these different things. It has a classic, like they just released a, you know, the classic supremacy thing or whatever. You can actually go up onto yeah. the battleship and stuff yeah, like capital that. Supremacy. The capital supremacy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I haven't tried that yet. I want to try that because I yeah. really like that aspect of it. But you have that, you have all the new characters, all the new models and stuff like that. Just anything really. Right. So, you know, I, I would love for, uh, I would love for what they've done with battlefront two to just go further. I would love it to, you know, be a whole series. Like if you want to just do a straight story driven first person shooter, that's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, forget about the, <laughs> like the, the, the multiplayer don't focus on the multiplayer, right. focus on the story, well, focus on this and that. Yeah. I mean, and that to me is the biggest challenge somewhat is just that, you know, it's like if you don't want to like overdo your multiplayer experience, or you want to do kind of like a timed release of things, Yeah. Uh, you know, to kind of try to, you know, boost that enthusiasm over a longer window because that's how they do derive their revenues or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's all well and good, but like you have to have a really good dynamic story mode to go along with it. And like, while I, I thoroughly enjoyed the story that's in battlefront two. Okay. But it's like way too short. Yes. And it just does not, go to the level of depth that I expect from Star Wars games. Right. I mean, all right. And this is like uh, the original Battlefront 2, the play, like the PS2 version. Right. Didn't really have so much of a story as just a kind of campaign. Yeah. And the campaign it was just like narrated. It was narrated. It was, it was told in like, kind of like diary chunks almost. Yes, right. Precisely. It was told from the uh, perspective of a soldier in the 501st essentially. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got to learn the rise of the 501st and everything like that. And like, it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't substantial. Yes. But I still liked it better than the Battlefront 2 that we got. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like. I'm like you. Like I wanted. I wanted to really enjoy it, and for the most part, like I enjoy it just because it's it does what most of these older games used to do, and it just gave you this information, which is considered canon. Yes, you know, and it tells you more about what's going on after these events, before these events, or something like that. You know, yeah. so I appreciate the fact that it led into you know the the Battle of Jakku. Which, you know, no one ever knew was the official last battle, you know. But, I mean, according to uh, Aftermath, uh, the uh, Empire's End, like the final book in the series, the Battle of Jakku lasts nearly, like, months, if not a year or so. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a long, drawn-out battle. Right. And they made it into less than a mission, I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have one tiny mission... That's around this huge epic battle. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I agree. I mean, and that is, you know, my one of my grave concerns is that we'll never, you know, we're never. I don't think we'll ever actually see games like we did when we were in, younger. Yeah, like in terms of you know those mid, um, you know, mid two thousands games that were really filled with. You know, so much kind of plot detail and, and, and storytelling elements. The stuff that, I mean, all right, so... Because they, cause they need to save that material in case they want to use it in a film or on TV or... Right. Some, you know, something like that. So, um, I mean, think of uh, Kyle Katarn. Correct. Right? Uh, so, he start, what was the game that he first showed up in? Dark Forces. Dark Forces, right. And that was, that was also a LucasArts game, right? 
Was it? Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's a LucasArts game. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is the fact that Kyle Katarn started off as just a video game protagonist, and from there, eventually made it all the way up to you know huge big boy status yeah. in like the expanded universe novels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah part he, of Luke's New Jedi Council. He's like, he's in like I the mean, inner circle. Yeah, and he's yeah. yeah he's probably. I mean, in many ways, he's probably like unofficially Luke's like right hand man. Yes, like yeah. he he's the Mace Windu to Luke's Yoda. I could see that for sure. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, but that's what I'm getting at. Is like you know, he started off as just a video game protagonist, and he became one of the biggest characters you know known out there. And so, like, if something like that can happen with a game that's you know 20 years old or something like that almost 30 yeah. you know not 30 years old but still yeah. an old old game and yeah. they made it into this substantial character and everything like that like that's what i would love to see come back from this i would love to see you know them actually do this for i mean for I, for my interest though I'm, I'm curious to see if they'll actually do like uh tie-in movie games right i mean like, no one something like that because no one does that anymore no i mean nobody does i mean i think part of it is that the development life cycle for games nowadays is just so long yeah that it's like really hard to make happen oh yeah um you know it's it's just not an easy thing to do because the the demands of the developers is so much more intense yeah you you're it, you're you're stricken by deadlines and like you want to make sure everything's perfect which I would hope that EA would try and do, but it doesn't seem like that happened. But yeah. regardless, you get what we're saying. Like it, it does take a while to make, you know, make what you get, you know, as good as it can be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I always think about like, you know, we, we talked about it uh, during our, uh, you know, video game episode, uh, the revenge of the Sith, like tie in game. Like, it was just the story of Revenge of the Sith and everything, but, like, it played well. Yeah. Like, even the Phantom Menace, like, when it came out, I mean, for what it was, like, it was okay. Yeah. So, I'd be curious to see what they would do for, you know, The Last Jedi or The Force Awakens. And, like, the closest thing we've gotten to that was, like, the Lego version. Like, the, right. Le- the Lego Star Wars game that came out, you know, a while back. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like, I-, I don't know if I'd be interested in trying it. I mean, with the graphics and everything like that, I don't think it's a story that needs told. Or even like maybe you could do some kind of game where you're playing a soldier that's doing something for the resistance or whatever as this story is going on in the background, like for the last Jedi or something like that, mm-hmm. something like that. But um, I think I'm most curious about the status of thirteen thirteen. Yeah, I mean I'm not getting my hopes up. I know, sure. I know. It would be nice to see something come out of it. Thirteen thirteen was supposed to be this great like Nathan Drake kind of. Star Wars game, you know, cover shooter. It wasn't a Jedi game. It wasn't a Starfighter game. You know, it was just a straight it was a Boba thir- Fett game. It was a Boba <laughs> Fett game. It was going to be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've heard rumors that people have just, like tried to kickstart or something like that, like a, a you know, yeah. a revival of the game. Yeah. But I don't know how that'll work out. Se- and we are seeing that a little bit right now, actually. Um, I know uh, somebody is working on remastering the original Dark Forces. I did see that, using, like in the Unreal Engine, yeah, right? Yeah, using Unreal Engine Ugh. four, and uh, and somebody else has actually is working on uh, the Pod Racer game. Uh huh. Yeah, I did see that too. Uh, so say it's a great game. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we'll see. Now, I mean, I guess I will say I don't know that I've actually spelled it out yet, but so Disney released a statement allegedly, um, although I haven't seen the actual statement. Yes. from either Disney or anybody else, but it was picked up by some website or whatever. And it claimed <laughs> that it was false. And basically said that that's like that Lucasfilm games is not Lucas arts. Mm. Lucasfilm games is 
their in-house brand that does monitor the third-party developers. Mm. And that it's nothing more than that. It's just like, you know, it's just their in-house people who are committed to video games as opposed to, you know, books or uh, movies or TV or (sighs) apparel or whatever. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, But, I mean, who's to say? I mean, I, I can see... So, you know, so what I've heard, what I did hear is that uh, EA is under contract until 2023, Ugh. which is four more years. But in the in terms of the life cycle of games, like, it's not really that long. No, it's not. I mean, honestly, because what we're going to have, we're going to have episode nine come out this year along with the Mandalorian. And then, you know, the following few years, you know, we might even get the new trilogy started, you know, yeah. either it being Ryan Johnson's trilogy or Benny off of Weiss's trilogy. Yeah. Um, start off with those or, you know, there's more shows to be had here and there, more novels and whatnot. But I'm also afraid that there's only going to be one more game like battlefront three. Like that's yeah. all it's going to be yeah. or something like well, that. Yeah. I mean, we do have a, uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order to look forward to. That's true. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I mean, uh, we talked about that with Brandon. That it, it, it is respawns making it. Yes. Same people who made Titanfall. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I've heard good things. I've never played Titanfall myself, but I know that it's got a great following. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm really interested to see what comes about. You know, when we actually hear news from that, we should bring Brandon back. I think. Yeah. That'd yeah. I mean, like I, the, I'm I'm thinking that we'll have a you know we, you know, <laughs> probably coming out of. Uh, celebration will probably have some of that stuff going on as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, we're going to have, it might even be like a two-parter or something like that for yeah, all we oh, know. for sure, yeah. It's just going to be an epic, like, coverage of the day or something like that. Yeah. We'll take off the day of work or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Depending on how many trailers we get, we might... I oh, mean, my God. Because, I mean, I think it's going to be like an episode for episode nine trailer. Yeah. An episode for the Mandalorian, Mandalorian trailer. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, but so, I mean, so we'll see, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is that, you know, the reason why they might be looking to fill those types of positions now is that they are at such a point in the life cycle that maybe they're going to at least break away from EA when their contract is done. Mm. And that's why they want to get some more, you know, management level people in place that, you know, can be influencers, decision makers that will help guide the brand into the next era of gaming that hopefully will be better yeah hopefully i i like i'm with you i'm, I'm holding out a little bit of hope but you know i i mean every, if they want to do right by the fans you know and i know like a lot of people are just you know they're preaching to the choir here and there or bandwagoning wherever they can but yeah. like it's you know i just don't think that ea is going to do well yeah you I know mean, they, they don't have the best track record no i mean they don't i mean they have a history of buying expensive IP that then they can never recoup their money on. So then they cut corners in making the game. We yeah. try to, you know, monetize the game itself the way they did battlefront two and just completely screw everybody up in the, in the process, yep. you know, <laughs> just take the fun out of it. That's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. With yeah. It, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, in terms of the, like the way that this kind of story went is like, you know, there were big time, newspaper or like magazine outlets like pc gamer and engadget and like big time reputable news outlets that were picking up the story that lucasfilm games was hiring and then like the only story that i saw about that retraction 
came from a site that I've literally never heard of. So <laughs> fair enough. But admittedly, in in all of the articles that I read, they all ran the correction saying that Disney issued a statement to this website saying "nah, dog." Yeah. So. <laughs> Go so, on. I don't know. Take it however you want. Yeah. I mean, one can hope, but we'll see what happens. Um, let's move on to the next one. This one I'm actually really excited about. Uh, so, when it comes to us doing this show, we have a habit of, you know, coming in here, you know, recording, talking about Star Wars, having a great time, and then, you know, peace out, and we'll see each other for the next one. And then maybe the night of or the following day, a big news chunk will fall into our laps. <laughs> yes. You know? Luckily, we caught it a day or two before we started recording, so that's exciting. Uh, it's been announced that there actually there's a new audio project out, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's not an audio book, and it's not like a book, and it's not uh, you know music or anything like that. It's kind of weird to ex- explain. It's kind of going to be like an old school radio drama. Yes, that's how I'm looking at it. But it's called Star Wars. Dooku, Jedi Lost. It's supposed to be coming out April 30th, so real soon. Yeah, actually, pretty soon. But uh, essentially, it's a uh, it's a first original production. It's written by Kevin Scott, and it follows the tale of Sith apprentice Asaz Ventress as she takes on a mission to uncover the secrets of her master, Count Dooku. Now, you were saying to me before, like when it comes to you know how Dooku was interpreted in the Plagueis book, like you know it fleshed out his character more, and you kind of understood where he was yeah, coming from, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. This should be interesting to see because. I'm with you on that because I also agree with the, that in the Clone Wars like animated show, they fleshed out his character even more. Like they actually mm. made him more than a one dimensional character. Right. You know, and I actually, you know, I felt sympathy for him and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, they they made him into more of a potent villain and you kind of understood why he was doing what he was doing, you know. Yes. Because it's, it's hard to it's hard to feel menace from a character that's introduced at the 90 minute mark of an hour and 20 minute movie. Yes. You know, so and then is killed off within the 15 minute mark of, of the, the s- next movie, the next movie. Yeah. So like, <laughs> there's no real like leeway with it. He just kind of comes and goes. Yeah. So I'm always curious to learn more about characters like that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, actual audio production, it, it's kind of styled like an audiobook. And like, if you ever get a chance to listen to a Star Wars novel on an audiobook, you'll experience the fact that they do all the sound effects. They have the you know, original music from the movies and everything like that. Like, you feel like you're watching the movie, you know, except not watching it. You're just listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have, like, almost a full cast that's uh, narrating this thing. Like, the main narrator, I think, is going to be Mark Thompson. Right. And he's, he's responsible for a lot of, like, heavy narrations for a lot of my favorite books. Yeah. Uh, as I, w- Go ahead. I'm going to detour for a moment. Go ahead. I appreciate that. Well, so I reached the end of From a Certain Point of View. Did, wait, did you... Did you read the wills or listen to the wills? Yes. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? It is hilarious. Oh my God. Uh, um, I guess I'll spoil it. It's not really like that. It's neither no. here nor there. No, it's um, just, it's, it's quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, but basically, and, and I feel like everything that I know about star Wars is it's like Mark Thompson and like Daniel Lewis are like the two big voices behind most of the audiobooks. Jonathan Davis, Jonathan Davis. Sorry. What did I call him? Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis. I don't I don't know who that is. Uh, he's it, it, if you put a day in the middle, he's an Academy Award winner. So. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Uh, yeah, that's not who I was thinking of. That's fine. No, I think that's a, an an author of some sort. Can you imagine if Daniel Day Lewis was a narrator for <laughs> Star Wars? Well, I mean, apparently he's done acting, so maybe uh, I've abandoned my apprentice. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drink your blue milk or yeah. something like that. I don't know. But uh, but I just appreciate that it's like those two just going back and forth as the wills yeah. who are narr- like who are basically capturing the story of Star Wars. It's hilarious. Yeah. Because it's like we finally made it or whatever. It's like the, the uh, Princess Leia, the custodian of... The custodian? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, what is she, like the janitor of the galaxy or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, they just like play off of each other. It's like, because it sounds awesome, dude. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Like there's a there's a definite difference in their in their styles because yeah. Mark Thompson like he can he can really bounce all over the place with his style and yeah. I say the same thing about Jonathan Davis too but like I always feel like his voice is more reserved yeah kind of has that older feel to it yeah so hearing him just say like it's how it's written dude like it just hearing him say like talk kind of normal was like yeah. a little jarring <laughs> yeah you know I, I agree but it's still like they, they you know they were the ones who predominantly read that that audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciated about it because it was just like that's so freaking funny. Yeah. And even Mark Thompson just going through and just be like, you know, Captain Rex or Jaja or whatever, like just doing all the different voices yeah. that he does. Like he, you see how talented he is. So yeah. you, you can see where all the excitement comes from. Yeah. But I'll be honest, that was my, I like. I mean, there are parts that I like in that story, but there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Oh, I know because <laughs> they repeat a lot of stuff. Yeah. I know. Um, it's a but good... that was like probably my my favorite, just like most upbeat. Because it just it came out of nowhere. Yes, you, exactly. you weren't expecting it. So yeah. yeah, it's exciting. I um, we should talk about that. Maybe do like a top five like of our favorite short stories or yeah, something like that. We could do that. I like that. We'll add it to the list. Because uh, I would I would like to go over it with you. But regardless, <laughs> besides um, Mark Thompson, uh, I don't know if if. Uh, Jonathan Davis is actually penned to put his voice into this, but uh, other narrators that they have are Ewan Morton, uh, Olog Cassidy, and uh, January Lavoie. And it's just, you know, just a number of other people, but those are like the three main, besides Mark Thompson, that they brought up. Mm-hmm. And January Lavoie has done a few different books that I've listened to. She, well, actually, I thought at first she was the one who was narrating uh, the Princess Shadow book, or the Queen's Shadow book that I've been reading, but... It's not her. That's we were talked about that before. That's actual like voice actress that was do- doing it for the Clone Wars. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm still excited to see this because, like I said, it's it's supposed to be a full cast versus just a narrator, you know, interpreting different voices. So right. that's where I was getting at earlier by saying that this is going to be kind of like a a, a radio drama mm-hmm. because like they're going to have the sound effects and all the music and everything like that, and it's just going to be people acting out the scene more or less. Yeah. And there's only been like one other like book that i've ever read that had that kind of style to it Mm -hmm. it was the godfather okay would you believe that (laughs) no it had a full-fledged cast because like i said i before that i'm listening to books and it's just a guy doing a you know a woman's voice and next thing you know i'm listening to this one i was like wow that guy did a really good choice of changing his voice and next thing you know it's an actual woman's voice and it's like what the you know and it turned into a whole thing so (laughs) but yeah so i i'm very interested to see how this comes out i mean was was that your first audiobook? Yes. Like Star Wars wise that you've ever experienced? Yeah. So would you be interested in like giving this a shot? Yeah. Well so I mean um I actually went ahead and did another one. I actually just did um the second aftermath book. Look at you uh, go. Yeah, Life Day. And I have to say and that's a Mark Thompson book. Yeah. And I have to say that I actually I like that a lot more. I and in fact I liked that story a lot more than the first aftermath book it's a little more like well the the first book's very central 
Because yeah. it, it's just it's just all on Akiva. I think yeah. it's is that the planet. Yes. And uh, and you know everything revolves around this place you know nothing about with characters you know nothing about, and it's just kind of like them having their own little rebellion. Mm. And it, <clears throat> I would kind of put it as like you're still learning about these characters and like what their motivations yeah. are. And, and that was like probably that. part of it. And yeah. Like, and like you know, one of the issue that I do have when I read, and this is why I sometimes don't read very fast, is that I typically only read right before bed. Yeah. Which you know, so then it's like if as soon as my mind starts to like fog over with sleep, then it's like ah, <laughs> oh, forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you, you know, whereas this is kind of a little different environment. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you you're out for a walk or doing you know yard work, whatever you're doing that you know you can put an earbud in. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect little medium, you know. Yeah, Cause, yeah, and I mean, and I'll even say this though, like to that end, it's like when I first when I did from a certain point of view, it took me a long time. It's a very long book. It's a very long book, no doubt. But also just like. I would kind of maybe do like one vignette at a time and there's like 40 different vignettes. So. Exactly. And some are longer than others. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, I mean, some of them might've only been 15 minutes long or so, but, but others were like over an hour. Yeah. If not two. Probably, yeah. Probably two plus hours. I, I think, think like, cause I was telling you before, like the, the cantina. Yeah. The cantina. It's a good chunk of the book. Yeah. Cause like you, there's so many characters to cover in the cantina in the yeah. first place. That's why it's like it's just so uh, yeah. you know ridiculous. Yeah. Dis- disproportionately represented for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. But so like when I did life debt, I ended up getting through it in about a week, I think. See, there yeah. you go. Not too so. bad. But uh, I mean, other than that, uh, I- I'm still looking forward to it. I, I think it'll turn out good. Uh, but uh. I mean, otherwise, we'll, we'll, I think we should just round this out with the, our big topic, like the, the number one topic we're <laughs> yes. going to get well, here, at. Real, real quickly, I'll just mention um, Star Wars Resistance Season 1 is over. Ooh. I think it ended like the night that we recorded our last episode. Oh, yeah. I did see something uh, about the season finale. Episode, yeah. Um, it's like it really does pick up. It opens up a whole bunch of doors that I think are really interesting to explore. So you're uh, you're anticipating season two now? Yes. All right, I'm gonna have to really catch up on this because yeah. I know I've only seen like the first episode, so I'm I'm very behind on it, which is unusual for me. I yeah. think so. I'll I'll do my best to catch up on it. I promise. Also, but, uh, I apologize if you're hearing any noise in the background. I suspect that's a pressure washer from my <laughs> next door neighbor. <laughs> We'll just try to ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that loud, but hopefully, you know. Also, before we go into the final topic, there's one other thing I want to do. I want to give a shout out to my darling wife, Emily. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with HQ Trivia, Connor. A little bit, yeah. Okay. So they did a Star Wars theme night uh, on Thursday, March 28th. Okay. And I did not win. She but won? Emily won. Wow. <laughs> what was the deciding question? I'm curious. Though. Uh, I think the, oh man, what was the deciding question? I was like, oh, I got this. I mean, <laughs> let's not, I mean, I give her all the credit in the world. She, she did it. Yeah. But it's not to say that I didn't maybe help out a little bit. Just like whisper in her ear. So yeah. To speak. <laughs> On most of the questions. But maybe. still, that's still uh, exciting. Yeah. But I think it was like. Oh, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't remember it. Ah. Uh, I did. I made up for it. They do like a word game afterwards. Yeah. And I I won at words, but she won like a dollar and I won seven cents. So Aww. it was like, <laughs> well, hey, it's still something. Yeah. yeah. It was her first win on, on the on the game. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, good for her. Congratulations, Emily. That's awesome. Yep. I, I I'd be curious to see like what. 
I know Eva knows a fair bit. I think it mainly because I just I spouted into her ear. Mm-hmm. She knows better than to bring up something Star Wars yeah. wise because then I'll just give her a laundry list of why this is the best. The one, the one that she got right that I got wrong, and it was kind of like a blind guess on her behalf, but it's all right. Was it was which of these characters wears a costume recycled from another popular sci-fi? franchise Ooh, i know that answer <laughs> you probably know you probably know the answer without even hearing it go for it bosk yes yeah <laughs> son that space suit he wears is like was from the twilight zone or uh, something it's from doctor who doctor who right okay yeah, yeah. It, i don't know it just <laughs> it was one of those things where you see online where it's like you know there's props that just get reused in movies. They'll yeah. get like a paint job or something yeah. like that. And that yeah. was one of those things. Yeah. So, but I answered, I forget what the other choice, like the third choice was, but it was like the final option was, uh, Snoke. Snoke. And, yeah. And I was like that, like his sparkly gold robe has had to have appeared in something else. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I could think of would be some kind of futuristic sci-fi. So something like, like the the new Blade Runner, or yeah. maybe like Fifth Element, or something like that. Yeah. Like something kind of like that was like kind of my outrageous. mindset. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. just like an outrageous you know, type of character. Whoever yeah. would have wore it. Um, so I was incorrect, but but she was correct. Well, good for her. Oh man, so. I need to I need to try that out because yeah. like I you know I I always think that I could do something good like that. I don't, the only thing I've ever gone to is the other topic that we talk about that we don't break up on the show too often is Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to a Harry Potter night and uh, we we lost the one question because they didn't take my answer for right answer. So whoever we were with, I forget, but if they had t- if they had you know stayed with the answer that I knew was right, uh-huh. we would have won. Yeah. And thus we were one off and we lost. Fair so, enough. Yeah, it turned into a whole <laughs> thing. I don't know. Um but so let's get back at it. Like I said, yes. this this is the big moment. We were saving this for the end. Yes. Um, so apparently, they a leaked mock up of a movie poster has been making the rounds online. Yes, and uh, has uh, you know other new cast photos with ships and so all you know and so on and everything. Now look at the poster uh, for yourself if you get a chance. I, I know it's around you know it's around the internet somewhere. Yeah, and it looks like your typical just you know Star Wars poster you'd probably find you know at Target or Walmart or something like yeah. that. But I used to have like I back in the day when I was like in college I had all of these. Yeah, that looked just like this. It was kind of like that. There's a certain style that this is considered, but I don't remember what it is. I know what you mean, but it essentially it's like the main character or a main character is most prominent in the middle, and everyone's just kind of dotted around it. Yes. You know, and there's borders here and there. Now, <coughs> without even going into the characters, I just want to bring up the fact that on the right, to- upper right-hand side of this poster, you get a Y-wing, an A-wing, and an X-wing. Yes. <coughs> I believe that's fake. I, I know this whole poster is well, most likely fake, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, I, like, when I saw that, I knew right from the fact that, like, this isn't real. Yeah. Because I, I am more than certain that that is from the Alphabet Squadron, like, mock-up cover. If you go, if you go to the mock-up I, cover, yes. where it has all the ships, I believe you're right. I swear to God, it has to be that yeah. just colored. That's all it is. Yeah. So, but, I believe you're right, and I believe that, uh, like, the the picture of Kylo. Definitely appears somewhere else. As somewhere, well. yeah, because like you never see him with a backhand. Like he, he's only it in the Shinto yeah. style. Yeah. so he's got it like reversed, I, which would definitely cut off his hand. Right? Yeah, there's <laughs> like, no way you're doing that. Yeah. You know, you may look cool, but that's not going to work out for you. Yeah. 
Mm. But, you know, I mean, other things you got going on in this post, there's a lot to really digest in this. So, I mean, let's just kind of go from the top and work our way yeah. down. Yeah. So, All once right. again, to reiterate, the poster is fake. It's fake. It's not real. It's, it's just a mock up. But it's a great mock up. It's a very good mock up. Although, like, I think to me, like, my kind of way that I figured it out was just, like, it lacks, like, the kind of final rendering quality that you would expect from, like, an actual pro. Yeah. No, um, well, because yeah, there's no there's no brush on it. Like, it's, it's yeah. you know, it, as, as well done as it is, you can, you you can could, tell it's, like, a lot of pictures spliced in from different. A lot places. of, like, Photoshop here yeah. and there. That's what it feels like. Precisely. So, um, but. Congrats I mean, whoever did this, because yes. you're getting the whole country going. Yes. So. And, and, but so I guess the big takeaway is, though. That we do believe that there is some actual factual stuff, right? On this, yeah. So with like with this coming out, there was also a like little gal, like you know, little like photo gallery of uh, you know some of the new cast, you know, cast photos. So you actually got to see a picture of like Ray. You got to see one of Finn and Poe. Also, you got to see one of uh, Lando. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, uh, he's, he acts like a cane. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like. He's not. He doesn't have the gold, you know, the gold rim uh, hover chair that we thought he was gonna yeah. have. But he does have like a cool like cane, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you also got a picture of um, Naomi Aki's character. I forget what we had. Is uh, Jana? Jana. Jana. Yeah. AKA so, Jana. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, and then it's not actually shown on the poster. At least I didn't see it on the poster. Or no, it is on the poster. I'm sorry. Uh, Zuri. Yes. I only. I guess that's how you would pronounce it. I believe so. So let's start off with Which her. I'm pretty certain is actually a name from a character in um, uh, Mass Effect, which is really? weird. Yeah. Ah, well. Who wears a helmet? Ugh, even fair enough. All right, so <laughs> let's go off with these these girls for for starters. So yes, J- uh, Jana or Jana, however you want to really pronounce I'm gonna, it. I'm going to choose to pronounce it Jana. Okay. Who's the long lost relative of Jason Solo? <laughs> I I e Ben yes. yeah they call him Ben for short yes <laughs> um, so I mean her character kind of has like a you know I don't know it has that kind of typical Star Wars like mock up you know yeah. her not, cape game is strong too yeah just like her dad's hopefully uh, you know theoretically theoretically her yeah dad's. right now so because everyone the rumor going around right now is that Jaina could be the daughter of Lando yes which may you know it. Like I said, it would, it would kind of you know add credence to Orlando's character. He's a he's a hound dog. He's been going around the galaxy and all this kind of stuff. So I'd be curious to see what her whole aspect of it is. It kind of throws my whole old theory of her being a you know chiss female out the window. Yes. So I would say she does not look very chiss like. No, she don't look blue, son. I'm just <laughs> saying. So get that out of the way, and then we'll go over to uh, Zuri, i.e., yes. uh, Carrie Russell's character. Yes. I don't really know what to say. I think she kind of looks like a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> to start off. So she kind of has like a maroon like jumpsuit with a silver like all over helmet. Yes. You know, it co- covers her face and everything yeah, like that. It's almost like a DJ Death Squad commander. Ooh. Like from the Death Star. Yeah. Like those guys. Yeah. With the big long helmets. Yeah. So they have that kind of style, but it's like it's like it's a silver rather than a black. Yes. You know, but uh I don't know. Is she going to be like a bounty hunter or is she, you know, some kind of like spy for the resistance or spy for the order? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I I will say, I mean, kind of like generic sci-fi trope character appearance aside, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of her character. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, she almost even looks like a character from like, like a destiny or like an apex legends. Right. Yeah. It just, just a throwaway, like, yeah. you know, stand-in character here yeah. and there. 
But I, I mean, I'll be curious to see it. Like I said, she, for all we know, she could just be playing some kind of like, you know, BA bounty, like bounty hunter, you yeah. know, just... I mean, I think there's a lot of sense that could be made there. Um, I mean, I think the original rumor that I had heard, um, and I mean, not to, like, well, I mean, not ignoring the, oh, she's going to be Ray's mom. Kind of <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that would be kind of like, eh. yeah, it's like I've been tracking you across um, the galaxy. But I think originally I had heard that she was rumored to be a, one of like one of the Knights of Ren. Right. Which kind of, um, it, it, according to this picture, kind of puts that to put the rest. Yeah. yeah. Makes it look, uh, you know, look quite otherwise anyway. Yeah. So for that, by that, we mean that. Zuri, that character, is on the right side of the poster, whereas there is a bunch of uh, black hooded characters on the left side, which yes. we are led to believe are the Knights of Ren. Yes. So, you know, they're kind of all crowded together. I think there's about six of them. And it's like, you know, are these the uh, are they actually going to be, you know, involved in the story? Are they going to be, you know, the henchmen of Kylo, so to speak? You right. Know? Are they force sensitive? I'm curious about, like, you know, the Knights of Ren in general. Just what's their deal? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and where have they been? Yes. And it does actually kind of lend itself to another, like, probably true theory that it's actually not in the image that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. But at the very bottom of the picture, it does represent there uh, a bunch of, like, red stormtroopers. Right. So. Like, in red armor. Uh, now, you've been watching Resistance. Yes. Is there a red armored. Uh, Stormtrooper on the resistance? No. No, there's not. <laughs> have you ever heard of Cardinal? Yes. Okay, so you know about him. Yeah. All right. Because the first time I've ever been introduced to Cardinal was in the Phasma book. Because yeah. the whole book was about him, you know, trying to understand how he could defeat Phasma. Like, they were competing for, you know, leadership roles, essentially. Yes. So I'm wondering if uh, Cardinal will be involved with all the Red Troopers or not. Yeah. Like, will this be his own legion since Phasma is no longer a part of it? Right. And so. so, I mean, well, so I will say, I mean, that's cl- that clearly is like a theme of the First Order because there, there's not a red armored stormtrooper, but there is a gold armored stormtrooper. Ah, uh, yeah, I did Pyre. see that. Pyre, okay. Um, I did see that. I, I yeah. saw like images of him. Yeah. So like he's in it, you know, and he is obviously at like a phasma level in terms of importance and whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, kind of seems to have a disproportionate amount of authority despite his you know, kind of middling title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, I think that, I mean, one of the rumors is that these red stormtroopers are specifically assigned to the Knights of Ren. Mm, Like the Sith soldiers or something like that. Precisely. So, Mm. um, you know, so I could see that. I mean, I guess there was also, well, okay. So I don't know if you (laughs) followed the whole Matt Smith thing with episode nine. A little bit. What are you getting at? So, you know, I mean, so like one of the popular rumors was like, oh, he's going to be young Palpatine. Right. Yeah. Um, Then somebody kind of came back on that and was like, oh, no, he's going to be uh, he's going to be the character that they kind of thought Carrie Russell might be in terms of a Knights of Ren. Like Uh, like a second. Yeah. yeah, Second in command of the Knights of Ren. Um, And now there's a rumor going around that he's actually not even in the movie. Oh my god! So, He's just been a red herring this whole time. Yeah. Oh my god. So, uh, so we'll see about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let, let, let's uh, you know keep our ear to the ground because I know they're doing a very good job of keeping everything under wraps. Like they're showing these cast photos. Like it's just it is leaking out. You know, yeah. you can't you can't stop a lot of it. Yeah. But I know that like you know as for we don't even have a title yet 
for no. for goodness sake. So, you know, they're <laughs> still keeping everything kind of tight lipped. Yes. Um, but uh, I mean, a couple more things I want to kind of digest about this photo. So uh, namely, Ray has a lightsaber. She does. And I mean, it Which doesn't look like anything. I will add. It doesn't look like Anakin's lightsaber. No. And uh, or Luke's lightsaber, for that matter. I guess it's the same lightsaber. But so th- that's what I'm wondering. Like, first of all, did they ever show like how did she get it? How did she make it? Like, where did it come from? That's right. that's the biggest question I think yeah. we have right now. Yeah, I mean, that was one of, I mean, again, to me, that was just kind of one of those. As soon as I saw it, I was like, there's no way this is accurate. Like, they wouldn't, they're not even going to add the lightsaber. Like, I can guarantee you when they do release a real promotional picture, mm-hmm. she's not going to have a lightsaber. Oh, no, I would have to think that it's, that's going to be part of the story. Yeah. If anything, you know, yeah. maybe even just open up with her, like, finding the kyber crystal that she needs. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Because, yeah. I don't know. They're going to have to handle that, like, really, you know, really carefully. Because it's just, yeah, there's a there's a lot of like a heavy crown to really avoid when it comes to uh, talking about like spoilers and story elements and stuff like that. It's just you know there's a lot of stuff you want to avoid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could even see you know I can see a scenario in like in the trailers where I mean, unless they just do like a purposeful misdirection kind of thing that like you know I mean maybe they'll even like kind of reveal it like that could be where the trailer ends or something. Yeah. And just her like picking up the crystal and like eh, the hope rises or something like that, yeah. you know, whatever the title is. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, but, I yeah I I am curious to see what happens. I think, like I said, this is probably just her being her, like yeah. an old promotional photo or something, just yeah. shopped together. Yeah. So, but it is interesting that it's like basically the the saber itself kind of looks like it is a white crystal almost, mm-hmm. kind um, of purified. Yes. If you yeah, will, kind of the uh, the Ahsoka Tano purified crystal. <laughs> School of Jedi training. Yeah, you get the white sabers and you're all cool, buddy. She's got the white belt. Yeah, I know. Oh, Callie, she's making noises. She wants <laughs> us to wrap this up, I think. I think so. All right, let's. Well, one more thing, Callie, I, I promise. Probably the biggest news out of all this that's making the rounds is that uh, C-3PO has had enough of it. Yes. <laughs> well, we've we've already talked in this episode about how this is his story. Yeah, seriously. Like he's kind of tired of just being left behind, so yes. he uh, is going to be apparently armed to the gills, according yes. to this photo. He has yes. a bandolier and the bowcaster, formerly owned by Chewbacca, for some reason. Yes. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if Chewbacca like lent it to him, and he's like, "Look, we're cool. You know, yeah. we're hanging out now," or it's just like, you know. I don't know what to make of it. It's kind of, that's also like another like it could be an obvious like just Photoshop. Yeah. Because I can't see him holding a gun except like in Attack of the Clones. Right. But at the same time, like he's he's programmed for educate, not destruction. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! I don't I think, know. Yeah. And his his dainty little fingers are not very good at holding like the S five blaster. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it was. Well, let alone like a big bowcaster, which apparently we've learned like can cause explosions. Yes. Because Han, in the you know forty plus years he's known Chewbacca, yeah, never once bothered to fire the bowcaster until a Force Awakens happens, and yes. he goes, "I like this." I like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. So, no. um, I don't know. But who knows? Yeah, seriously, I. 
I, I mean, mean <laughs> I, like, I don't really like I give zero credence to this and I hope that I I mean I, actually I don't hope I'm proven wrong I don't want this to happen at all yeah um, but like if you go like I think making Star Wars was the original site to like break this photo mm-hmm. and they said that it confirms rumors that they had heard that 3PO would be involved in the fight yeah yeah <laughs> I just, I mean, it, it, I, you know, every person on deck kind of deal. I think everyone's going to have to come to the yeah. forefront and just <laughs> help them out. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, and, like, to finalize it, you know, the way we all knew that this was uh, not a real, you know, a real uh, poster, more or less, was that Mark Hamill kind of came out in front of it. Like, they were like, Mark, you know, like, what's the deal? And basically, he just said, uh, no, not at all. Yeah. This is not real. Yeah. He gives, he give, he, you know, he said it's just a fantastic piece of fan service. I think yes. that's what he put it. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. He gave credit to a hashtag UPF. Yeah. Ultra, ultra passionate fan. Ultra passionate fan. Yeah. So kudos to him for at least, you know, calling it out and saying, like, no, this ain't true. But I like it. Yes. You know, so yeah. good job on you. So, yeah, something to something to you know tide us over for at least a little while longer till we get the celebration. Exactly. So, well, it's been good. I don't know. Like I said, we had a lot to talk about today. It's it's been crazy. I know. So you know, but you know, next month is April. Yes. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy. It's gonna be heavy leading all the way up to you know celebration. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how we pull everything out. I agree. But uh, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoyed us, you know, kind of rehashing a little bit of what you may already know and kind of giving our thoughts and everything. And hopefully, uh, you know, you'll stick around and join us for our next episode, you know, sometime down the line. Yeah. And uh, we hope to bring you some good stuff. But regardless, I had a great time. Did you have a good time? I thought it was a boring conversation anyway. I bet you did.